are into fantasy football and you've been looking for a podcast that can take you to the next level. This is the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Bendy and Trey Burris. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! We are back. Yes, sir, we are. NFL Week 1 is in the books, and it felt like Week 1. What's up, buddy? Man, I'm struggling, especially after the Russell Wilson loss against Seattle, you know. But it's Week 1, and and I'm not letting it get to me. It's Week 1. It was insane. It was crazy. But we're past that now, Let's, but I'm ready to talk about it. We and talk about it, we shall. But first, before we get into all the good grits of everything that happened, let's go to Dr. T with the injury report. Well, welcome back to the show, Dr. T. We are so glad to have you back. Can you uh, fill us in on some of the things that went on in week one? Uh, yes, Bandy. We're back with the injury report with Dr. T, you know, your favorite doctor. Coming in about some injuries we had over the weekend. My, was it a big one for week one? Uh, you know, the first thing I'd like to bring up, you know, Dak Prescott, surgery on his thumb. They said he was going to be out six to eight weeks. Now they're trying to say he'll be back within four. Um, we remember what happened to Russell Wilson when he hurt his finger and he came back early. It wasn't a good show. So I'm not sure what this is going to look like. But as of now, Cooper Rush has taken over the backfield, and that is very scary. <laughs> very scary indeed. But uh, Dak really wasn't doing much before the injuries, so maybe that'll give him some time to get the uh, suit back up. Very true, very true. Also, Najee Harris suffered a foot injury. Um, after the x-ray, they determined he should be good to go week two, though, against the Patriots. So it's not nothing to worry about, but still monitor and see what they say because you never know with foot injuries and how they might flare up in practices. Absolutely, absolutely. Guys, don't stress on that number one pick. He will be back. Uh, now, Keenan Allen left the game early due to a hamstring injury. Um, given that he's coming around the Thursday night game, I would say it's very doubtful for him to return, and he's in a much-needed matchup for him against the Chiefs. Mike Williams might be able to score some points. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, sadly, you know, T. Higgins suffered a concussion against the Steelers, and, you know, he's day-to-day, but as long as he passes the protocol, he'll be good to go. So stay on top of his status. It'll probably be a game-time decision, but I personally believe he'll be good to start. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Cause he's on my team. <laughs> now, Elijah Mitchell, he sprained his MCL and he'll be out for two months for someone that can't seem to stay healthy. This It's tough to trust Elijah Mitchell in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's time for my boy JWJ to get back in there. Jeff Wilson yes, we'll Jr. See, we'll see Jeff Wilson out there on the field and hopefully he takes over and, and does some good for the 49ers because Elijah Mitchell just can't stay healthy. Um, lastly, with the injury report, we have Mac Jones had a back injury. Um, it's looking to just be back spasms, and he should be get go- good to go against the Steelers. But be aware that injury of these sorts can show up at any time and could affect his future in playing. You know, back spasms are something that could pop up any time, and it's it's scary when you have a quarterback who's just going to have this potential injury light up on him at any time of the year. But, you know, it's Mac Jones, so you're probably not starting him in fantasy anyway. 
<laughs> yikes, yikes. Well, hey, Dr. T, it is always a pleasure to have you on this show. We appreciate your uh, your your play-by-play with all the injury stuff. Come back anytime. Ah, uh, yes. Let me get you a co-host, Trey. Oh, Trey! I appreciate that. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Trey. Uh, your buddy, Dr. T, was just here giving us some great insight on our fantasy teams. But now it is time to get into the show outs and no shows. Show outs and no shows. All right. Coming in first, a quarterback that showed out for us. Matt Ryan is my guy. Uh, 352 yards, one touchdown. QB number 18 on the week. That's that's doesn't seem amazing, but it, and it was a tie, but he looked good. He he looked really good. Uh, he performed better than his ADP, that's for sure. I mean, the guy still throws a beautiful deep ball um, in Superflex. I definitely have him on a roster, and also in one quarterback leagues, he might be a good guy to to stash for that bye week. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, one of my big show out quarterbacks for the week, Jalen Hurts, baby. 17 rushes for 90 yards and one touchdown. Um, he was 18 for 32 through the air and had 243 yards and one touchdown. Um, he had a shaky start. You know, he was 0 for 5, but he was impossible to bring down. I mean, his legs make him a fantasy superstar no matter how the game goes. Absolutely. Yeah, he was something else out there. I'm glad to see that he's actually making some progress on becoming um, a better NFL quarterback. No doubt, no doubt. But my next show out has got to be Kirk Cousins. Uh, 277 yards, two touchdowns, quarterback number 15 on the week. Listen, Kevin O'Connell is looking to pass more, and it is starting to show. Dude's got Jefferson at his disposal. Adam Thielen is always a threat. Um, The Vikings look like they want to throw the ball more, and I love it. I'm glad to see that uh, the Mike Zimmerman uh, old way of doing things is 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 fading away, and the Kevin O'Connell pass heavy, looking like the Rams offense is here to stay. The Vikings are going to be fun to watch this year. Great job, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, they're scary, man. Um, speaking of scary, um, my next QB show out is Jameis Winston. Um, 23 for 34 and 269 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he didn't do a whole lot in the first half, but he really stepped up in the second half to win this game. Um, they still had quite a few mistakes, you know, here and there, but the numbers don't lie. Um, but be cautious with this guy because they do play the Bucks in week two and it's not going to be as easy as the Falcons, but he put up some great numbers in this game and I'm excited to see what the Saints do. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Now let's move on to the running backs that showed out in week one. First of all, you know I got to give some love to my boy Leonard Fournette over on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, 127 yards rushing, um, two catches for 10 yards. That's a little less than I thought it was going to be. But but this was one of his better days running the ball, and I liked the way he looked. They were worried about his weight. And now I know why, because that boy was eating, (laughs) eating up them yards, man. 
Uh, watch him to get a little more work in the passing game once uh, things settle down a little bit. Yeah, man. Um, I, I agree with you. Fournette was was a monster this weekend. Um, but who was an even bigger monster? Uh, Saquon Barkley, baby. 18 rushes for 164 yards, one touchdown, and six receptions for 30 yards. Mm. Finally, positive vibes for Saquon. I mean, his entire he was the entire offense. I mean, it was big play after big play. It was Saquon. It was Saquon. Um, you know, if he can avoid injury, he'll be a top 12 back all season. I'm super excited for Saquon. I love it. I, I'm I'm so happy for the guy. My only worry is that they are going to use him a little too much, and injury could occur because of that. But I'm so happy for Saquon and and glad to see he's going to be sitting in that start column as long as he's healthy. No doubt. Let's move on to my next running back. I've got Kareem Hunt. Okay. 46 yards, one rushing touchdown, and one passing touchdown. Running back number 32 in half PPR settings. I know that doesn't sound great, but uh, he was making moves on the field. Um, Chubb handles the carries, and Hunt cleans up the mess, just like old times. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, he went. He was so low on the ADP. Uh, you probably got him for a steal. If he can continue to produce like that, I got a good deal on this dude. Yeah, I was excited to see that after all the trade problems and everything like that and the team controversy and everything that he still came out and did his thing and uh, looks to be the hunt of the old. So uh, it's a good thing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, my other running back show out this week is Cordero Patterson. <laughs> old man Cordero, man, showing up and showing that he is just as young as everybody else on the field. 22 rushes for 120 yards and one touchdown and three receptions for 16 yards. Um, No one has rushed this many yards against the Saints like in like seven or eight years. So it's like insane. Um, It's a career high for himself for yards. I mean, this dude breaks all olds. And by olds, I mean his age. (laughs) Uh, Who would have thought that Cordero Patterson would be such a monster, you know, this late after in his career? Uh, yeah, I mean, we all knew what he did last year, but we still all slept on him this year. It's insane, insane. Let's move on to our wide receiver showouts. And you know I've been talking about him all offseason, so he had to be my number one. I've got Gabriel Davis, four catches for 88 receiving yards. First touchdown of the NFL season goes to my dude, Gabriel Davis, wide receiver number 22 on the week. He was my superstar of that game. And, you know, Stefan Diggs, you know, obviously did a little more, but I am just so happy with the way things turned out with Gabriel Davis. Um, It's looking like Josh Allen's second favorite receiver. Watch for Davis to have a career season and uh, outperform projections all across the board. Yeah, man, I like that a lot. Um just to to go along with that, um, my wide receiver show out of the week um, is the wide receiver one for Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Uh, eight receptions, 122 yards, and one touchdown. I mean, Diggs made Jalen Ramsey look like a rookie corner all night. Um, if he can do that against an all-time great, he'll be solid all year. I mean, have you seen the TikToks where Jalen Ramsey, like they're making him, putting a baby face on him, and like, who's your daddy? It's Diggs, baby. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. 
I like it. I like it. For my next show out wide receiver, I've got Christian Kirk. Yes, Christian Kirk, six catches, 117 yards, plus a 49-yard reception. Wide receiver number 33 on the week. Uh, the, the true number one on this team, obviously, and now that shows he almost got a 30% target share for the whole team. I, I love that. I love that in a fantasy player because consistency is always key. Keep an eye on Kirk to uh, have more weeks as a show out. Hey, they paid in the big bucks and now they want to see him do it. And they're going to give him the opportunity. Good for him. Uh, my next wide receiver show out this week. Pity City, Michael Pittman Jr., baby. Nine receptions for 121 yards and one touchdown. I mean, he was shaking off defenders with style, and he clearly led the receivers on this team. Everything that I've said about him and my intuition is coming true. Pittman is the man, and Matt Ryan's the man to do it. I'm so happy for these guys. They've they've had they got good chemistry going, and it's showing on the field. I love it, and I hope they keep it going. No doubt. Now let's go to our tight end showouts. This was a little bit harder to pick this week because them tight ends did not show out. But I still found me one in that pile, and I've got Pat Fryermoth. Five catches, 75 yards, the tight end number nine and a half PPR formats. uh, Led the Steelers in yards and second in targets to only Deontay Johnson. Uh, Trubisky dumping it to Pat may be something to keep an eye on. We might be seeing that a lot. Um, Keep them as your tight end one on your team. Uh, Not a lot of tight ends are producing, and I would stick with this guy. My tight end of the week, though, happened to uh, not really catch any balls. I mean, uh, that's Taysom Hill, baby. My new name for Taysom Hill, Inspector Gadget. Because this dude can play any position, quarterback, running back, tight end, wherever they put him, he's just going to run the ball and he's just going to go downhill. Um, you know, he had four rushes for 81 yards and one one touchdown and a, one reception for two yards. Um, do you want a running back for your tight end position? Go get this dude because that's what Taysom Hill does. Wherever you put him on the field, he's like, can I just run it? <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> dude. <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. Who would have thought Taysom Hill would have outperformed Mark Andrews in week right. one? Insane. Who who had the money on that bet? I wanna I wanna know. <laughs> All right, we've done the show outs. Now let's get to the no shows. Starting with uh my first QB no show, I've got Jacoby Brissett. Uh, 147 yards, one touchdown, QB number 30. You know, we didn't expect a ton from him. I mean, they still won. That's a good thing. But fantasy-wise, I, I obviously wouldn't have him on my team. Uh, they leaned on the run game just like we expected them to do. Um, not someone you could count on, even if you don't have anybody. I mean, it, it's scary to 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 have to lean on Brissett if, let's say, you had Dak Prescott and there's nobody else to get. Uh, he, he was scary. It, it's going to be all... Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, at least until Deshaun Watson gets back. Yeah, man. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, sad. Yes, sir. Uh, my no-show quarterback of the week, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 22 for 34, 195 yards, one interception, and he was sacked four times. 
Uh, he struggled to, to connect to his wideouts, even with a, even when he had a clean pocket. Christian Watson dropped a 75-yard bomb that might have helped him a little bit. Um, but the Vikings were just showing why they will win this division, and Aaron Rodgers showing why he won't. Absolutely, absolutely. That we had them in our overrated list. Um, it's starting to look like we were right on that one. I mean, although last year he he looked like crap in week one and still managed to win an MVP. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I think Rodgers is going to get those boys in shape. He's going to have to if he doesn't want to embarrass himself this year. For sure. My second QB no shows got to be old back spasm himself, Mac Jones. Mac Jones, 214 yards, one touchdown, the QB number 28 on the week. Um, injury concerns are real. But like Dr. T said earlier, um, you know, them back spasms, you never know when they're going to come back. Uh, Bel- I know Belichick had high hopes for this kid after last year's showing, but I am not excited for the Patriots offense this year. I, I, don't, I don't like any, barely anybody on the Patriots offense. It's, it's, it's really scary. Yeah, it's rough out there and uh, for a team that won so many Super Bowls in a row to look like who they do now. Um, but my next QB no-show of the week, Dr. T brought him up. We all talked about it. Dak Prescott, 14 for 29 and 134 yards, one interception, two sacks. I mean, he went out with a thumb injury. He cannot stay healthy. You know, they're saying he'll return in four weeks, but that's scary, especially if you're a CD Lamb owner for the rest of the year. I mean, it's terrifying to be part of the Dallas' offense without Dak Prescott. Especially because you know you got CD early. Exactly. I'm with you on that one, buddy. Even, even before the injury, he wasn't looking too hot. Now let's move on to our running back no-shows. Running back no-shows, yes. My first running back no-show of week one would have to be Brees Hall. 23 yards, zero touchdowns. The running back 31 somehow still that high. I mean, I know it's the Jets. I know it's only week one. Um, all the all I heard all offseason was how great Brees Hall was going to be. Everybody was predicting to him to be the man and go off, and I'm just disappointed that that's not how it went down. But as predicted, Michael Carter took the bulk of the carries and went over 100 yards. Um, a dud this week, but um, he's got plenty of season left to prove himself, so who knows what, what will happen. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, who we won't be seeing is my no-show running back of the week, Cam Akers. I mean, dude put up a straight goose. He had three rushes for zero yards. Mm. Um, looks like Sean McVay was lying when he said it was going to be a split. It's just so hard to come back from an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. And when Henderson – Henderson didn't look great either, I will say that, but he did put up numbers, and I think he will be the lead back going forward. I think Cam Akers is just done. I mean, it's just clear. That's very sad. Uh, Cam Akers had such a bright future ahead of him. Um, they, they were big things going for that kid. I mean, I, I hate to hear it, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen? You know, the Bills' defense, maybe that's what it was. You know, fingers crossed for the guy. I don't know. But my second running back no-show is going to have to be Travis Etienne. 47 yards, four carries. 
two catches for 18 yards. The running back, 27 on the week. People were drafting this guy pretty high. I mean, they mm-hmm. had high expectations for him. I bet fantasy managers are panicking right about now. Uh, the first we have seen of him, uh, we were expecting more. He's coming off the torn Achilles. We were just talking about that. And that's a very hard injury to come back from, like you said. Uh, James, Rob- James Robinson said, this is my backfield, boy. And I love it. James Robinson is a dog. Um, I myself was never high on ETN. Um, but you know, he's got a whole season to change my mind. No doubt. Moving on to my no show running back of the week. I have Derek Henry, (laughs) the King himself decided to leave the throne empty this week. 21 rushes for 82 yards. Um, you know, he lost the red zone touches to Dontrell Hillard this week. Um, if this is now a split job, it's going to be rough for him. Or, or I'm just wondering if they're just trying to work him into the season off that injury. I'm not too, um, I'm not trying to overreact too much to this, but it is scary when you took him most likely in the first round, without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Henry's my boy. He's always been just trucking through guys for the first time in a long time. I saw him try to truck through somebody and he fell on his butt. I didn't like the way that looked, man. And I don't think he did either. He came up all bug-eyed like, I can't believe that just happened. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it at all. Henry, jump back on that throne, baby. Let's roll on to the wide receiver no-shows. Wide receiver no-show I got going number one is C.D. Lamb. Two catches for 29 yards. Wide receiver 14 somehow. Yikes. Uh, it sounds better than it actually was being a wide receiver 14. Um, he's supposed to be the clear number one on the team. He didn't look good at all. I mean, you could say it was the Bucks D. Those DBs were playing great. Um, he's got a bunch of nobodies around him, so he's got to step up and he's got to be somebody. Um, now he's got no Dak. Cooper Rush came in, looked like he actually had a little bit of life for the Cowboys there for a second. Um, obviously didn't work out. Um, look for him to bounce back. Don't panic on CD just yet. Look for this guy to bounce back and um, do some big things. Yeah, it's tough with CD, man. It's tough with anybody from Dallas right now. Um, my wide receiver no-show at the top of my list this week, Devonta Smith. Four targets, zero yards. Zero receptions. I mean, this dude just didn't do anything. Um, With how heavy the Eagles run game is and with uh, A.J. Brown being the uh, number one wide receiver, it's hard to see um, Smith doing anything this season. I mean, it looks really dry for his future. I'm trying not to overreact, but, you know, every single running back got a touchdown and Devonta Smith didn't even get a catch. Mm. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough, especially since I had him as a start and my standings. So scary stuff over there. I mean, I know they like AJ Brown, but come on now. Yeah. My second wide receiver no show is gotta be your boy, Darnell Mooney. One catch for eight yards. Wide receiver 26 on the week. Not looking good. Uh, It was raining, you know. Maybe we can call that as a reason for him to not get any catches. I just know that people were so high on Darnell Mooney this year, and um, 
he, he was the only reliable option for fields other than uh, his tight end, Cole Komet. So um, it could be the rainy day. Could have been Justin Fields. I mean, Justin Fields only threw 17 passes at the whole day. So um, hopefully Mooney owners will have better luck in the coming weeks. Yeah, man, I'm throwing that game completely out of the window. That weather was insane. The the ground was just soaking wet, and those guys were sliding all over the place. So I'm just I'm just throwing that game completely out the window. I'm not even worried about it. Mm. Um, my next wide receiver no show. Um, unfortunate because I love this man T Higgins. He had two receptions for 27 yards, and then he s- suffered a concussion. You know, early in the game. Um, but he did catch both his targets, and he he looks to be a hot start, you know, at the beginning of the year. Um, but you can't, unfortunately, you can't predict an injury like a concussion. Um, it doesn't look to be serious, you know, like Doctor T was telling us. Um, so don't be too worried, you know. I think Higgins is really gonna, if he, especially if he's back, start him up, get him going, because he's gonna be good. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I'm ready for some T Higgins to get going. Just an honorable mention, another wide receiver no-show that I just had to talk about, Allen Robinson. One catch for 12 yards. I mean, Stafford wasn't even looking his way. Um, I mean, Robinson's going to be fine. I don't want you guys to panic. Um, People may be trying to sell him. Just uh, look out for that. Um, I just think Stafford was in over his head with the Bills' defense. Um, so he just was thrown to the guy through, through to what he knew. And that was Cooper cut. Robinson's going to be fine guys. Don't panic. <laughs> Let's move on to our tight end. No shows. My tight end. No show. Number one on my list. Talking about the bears. I've got Cole commit, uh, one target for zero yards, uh, tight end number 14. That just shows you how bad the tight ends were this week. Um, getting zero yards, somehow being a tight end 14 is uh, pretty crazy. Um, when drafting my tight ends, I chose between Albert O and Cole Komet. Now, my, my, my mind was telling me, go Cole Komet, but my heart, my heart was telling me Albert O. And I took Albert O. So far, that's looking to be a wise decision. Um, but we'll see how that all turns out. Well, my heart told me to take my no-show this week. I tied in Kyle Pitts. Uh, two receptions, seven targets for 19 yards. Um, really, to me, it looked like the Saints planned their defense around Kyle Pitts. Um, I'm trying to chop it up to that. I think that uh, the only thing I worry about is that if defenses continue to do this because Atlanta doesn't have a whole lot of options, um, but I'm just chopping it up to the Saints have a really good defense and Kyle Pitts is going to come back full force. Yeah, I uh, drafted Kyle Pitts last year and that seemed to be the problem I had was that everybody was planning for him because that was all they had going on in Atlanta. So be on the lookout. Before we continue, a quick word from our sponsors. Guys, I got something to talk to you about. Ladies, I'm going to need you to leave the room. Gentlemen, come here for a second. Look. I want to introduce you guys to Manscaped. Manscaped has got the greatest products. Uh, I use them all the time. I've got right here, I've got the Lawnmower 4.0. It's amazing. It cuts, it trims, it does all the great things that you love for it to do. And uh, it gets in all those areas that uh, those big normal razors wouldn't get. 
I love it. Um, I, I would recommend getting the entire uh, performance package. You get this. You get the lawnmower 4.0. You get the ball toner. You get the boxers. And boy, I'm going to let Trey tell you about them boxers real quick. Yeah, man, the anti-chafing boxers are just so comfortable. It feels like you're sitting on air. I mean, they're, they're boxer briefs also, so they hold you tight in the positions that you want. I mean, they're just some of the most comfortable boxers I've ever had in my life, and I can't wait to get more of them. I actually did get more of them just because I love them so much, and the support is amazing. Guys, right now, if you use our promo code SUPERFLEX20 at manscaped.com, you will get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. That's a great offer. That's a great deal. Up there, down there, Superflex 20. Get it, and your balls will thank you. All right. It is time. It is that time for What's on the Wire. That's right. What's on the wire? Waiver wire pickups for week two of this season. Let's start with the QBs. My first QB on the waiver wire pickup is got to be Carson Wentz. Now, I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth about Carson Wentz, Washington Commanders, but bro, he looked good. He, he went off. I mean, he's got that great new rookie, Jahan Dotson. I've been saying Romeo Dobbs is going to be the next Jamar Chase this year, but I tell you, so far it's looking like Jahan Dotson is the guy. Uh, Scary Terry is still uh, mixing it up back there. Wentz looked crisp and not scared to make these throws. Uh, maybe it's because he was playing the Jags. I don't know. Maybe he's still holding a grudge from last year when the Jags took away his playoff hopes. Uh, watch out for Wentz uh, to make some moves and, and 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 do big things. Grab him up on the waiver. Yeah, no doubt. I also had Wentz. Uh, dude had four touchdowns. I mean, what is this diet Mahomes? Like, <laughs> uh, This is a guy no one wants to believe is good, but somehow is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he had a great opener and uh, he moves on to the Lions, which should be a really good matchup. So I think exactly. it's a good pick. Absolutely. Um, another ad, uh, for QB off the waiver wire, I think, especially, you know, cause uh, I know you're looking, a lot of you were looking for quarterbacks after Dak got hurt also like me, um, take a shot on Geno Smith. Um, <laughs> the dude had 23 for 28, 195 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, if he continues to focus on not having turnovers, which apparently was his focus all off season, um, He'll he'll be relevant in fantasy, you know what I mean? And I know it's it's slim pickings out there for Dak Prescott owners, but I mean, dude was pretty consistent, and uh, he hit his targets, he hit his marks, and and he even rushed some. I mean, yeah, uh, Gino says they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Hey, <laughs> good for him. I mean, I'm happy for the guy. I just hope he doesn't revert to the old Gino that we all know. The, the defense looked great. If the defense can play complementary football, I think Gino uh, can do big things. Uh, I know that was pretty embarrassing going against uh, for Russ last night, losing against the Seahawks. I'm sure he won that one pretty bad. No doubt. My next quarterback on the wire, and he may not be on the wire, but a lot of you'd be surprised, especially in those one quarterback leagues. 
I've got Tua Tunga Viola, the quarterback, 17 on the week. Uh, he, he went undrafted in some leagues, but I'll tell you what, Tua looked sharp. Uh, he looked accurate, as Tyreek Hill uh, let us know. Um, it looks like he wasn't second-guessing himself, and uh, he generally was making the right calls. It, it, but the, the thing is, though, they didn't need a lot of offense in that game, but he clearly loved him some Tyreek. Tyreek got the most targets. He got 12 targets on the team. Uh, super flex leagues, he should definitely be on your roster. Grab him off the waiver. Also, glad to see Waddle get in there and waddle in for a touchdown. Just throwing that out there. That's right. Tua making everybody eat the words they were talking about him this year. Uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm glad he's, he's putting up numbers. Um, last, My last quarterback on the waiver wire that um, you could pick up, um, and this one's, you know, it's it might be a little iffy, but Trevor Lawrence, I mean, dude went 24 for 42, which isn't the greatest, but he had 275 yards and one touchdown. He only threw one interception. Um, and there were a couple big misses that would have uh, made his stats look a lot better. You know, a couple, uh, a drop here and, and a, a little overthrow there. That, But it was definitely a high-powered offense. I mean, they're looking to push the offense with Trevor Lawrence, and I think they're looking so much better um, with the new head coach and the way everything's being engineered for them over there. Um, I think he's going to produce big in fantasy down the road. Yeah, I mean, he's got Doug Peterson coaching it up now, and um, I definitely saw an improvement from last year. It's only week one. Uh, I'm excited to see what the Jags can pull off this year. Uh, let's move on to running backs you can get on the wire. Uh, my first running back, I'm sure you could guess, is going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. Managed to be the running back 35. Um, I know how risky it is messing with the 49ers backfield, but JWJ helped me win a championship a couple of years back. Uh, he went off in the fantasy championship and won me a championship. I love this guy. Maybe I'm still holding on to something from there, but I think he's going to uh, lead the backfield in San Francisco, especially with Elijah Mitchell gone. At the very least, we know he's going to get the bulk of the carries for a week or two. And uh, if, if, he, if he doesn't produce then uh, you know Kyle Shanahan's going to try to figure something else out. But um, I think they'll give Jeff Wilson Jr. a shot at the title. Yeah, no doubt. I also had Jeff Wilson as my number one pickup on the waiver wire. I mean, Elijah Mitchell's hurt. They're, they love to run the ball at 49ers. Um, and Jeff Wilson, bro, like, don't sleep on him because dude, dude can run the ball and he can run it well. Um, and he, he's going to put up good fantasy value while Elijah Mitchell's out. And maybe even when Elijah Mitchell comes back. I like it. Um, but I only have one more pickup on the waiver for running back this week. Um, and that's my boy, Rex Burkhead. <laughs> I mean, what is going on? Dude had 14 rushes for 40 yards, five catches for another 30. He played 71% of the snaps and looks to be the one in Houston, even though he's listed as two on the depth chart. You know, where was Damian Pierce? That's all I'm asking. I'm kind of wondering the same thing, bro. Um, I think Damian Pierce will eventually take over. Um, I'm not sure when that's going to be, but at the time being, you know, Rex Burkhead seems like a good flex, flex option, at least for a few weeks. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, 
Lovey Smith, we know he's old school. Maybe he's just not ready to put the rookie out there and, and give him the bulk of the carries. I tell you what, Lovey Smith, I'm ready for you to put the rookie out there and give him the job. We know Rex Burkhead isn't that guy, even if he has a game here and there where he pretends to be that guy. Put Damian Pierce in the game and let him eat. Right. Another running back that you can get on the wire is Khalil Herbert. Running back 44. Now, look, I said it in the starts and sits of last week. Watch out for Khalil Herbert. Dude is a monster. He looked good. Montgomery outcarried him, but, you know, he looked more explosive. Um, he, it, to me, it kind of reminded me of, which I compare this when it comes to dual running backs a lot, uh, the Kareem Hunt and um, Nick Chubb of it all. And I think he would be the Nick Chubb doing the running while, while David Montgomery grabs the passing. I just love it. I love the one-two punch there, and uh, I hope we can keep it going. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. Um, Herbert shows um, that he can do stuff, and uh, they're going to give it to him. All right. Now let's move to our wide receivers that you can get on the wire right now. Coming in first, Jarvis Landry. The wide receiver, 46, led the Saints in reception, seemed to be Jameis Winston's favorite target. Uh, They had chemistry going, baby, and I could feel it. I could feel that chemistry. Look, Jarvis has always been consistent in fantasy, and, I mean, we've talked about him in previous videos. Uh, We had him in the underrated video. Uh, Jarvis Landry, underrated, and look here, week one, overproduced. Um, He's never been worse than wide receiver three in any season that he's played for 12 or more games. Grab up Landry to help you get ahead, especially if you're worried about your wide receiver room. No doubt. My number one waiver wire pickup on the week is Curtis Samuel, baby. (laughs) Eight receptions for 55 yards and one touchdown. Had five carries for 17 yards. He kind of looked like Debo Samuel out there a little bit. Uh, doing that switch up role, you know, we're running and catching. Uh, he led the team in receptions and made a statement. I mean, he looks to be the number one waiver ad this week, especially if Carson Wentz keeps up the work. I mean, he'll produce. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. And they're playing Detroit next week. So that's exactly. going to be nice. Uh, that'd be at least, uh, hopefully, another nice week. Um, My next wide receiver that you can get on the wire is Zay Jones. Uh, He he declared himself as the clear number two on the Jaguars, had a 21% target share. Um, Someone to look out for once Trevor Lawrence starts to figure things out. Um, And once once Doug Peterson throws down his philosophy and things get moving in in Jacksonville, I think Zay Jones is going to be something special. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I have another wide receiver on the waiver wire that you guys can get. Now, this one's a little iffy, um, but Devin DuVernay, um, I mean, he had four receptions for 54 yards and two touchdowns. I know the touchdowns made him look better, but, I mean, he seems like to be the wide receiver, too, on this team, and Lamar was looking for him in the red zone. I mean, uh, so it's going to be a little volatile with the touchdowns, but I think you can flex them week to week and uh, maybe get some excitement out of it. Heck, Yeah. All right, now some tight ends that you can get on the wire right now. All you got to do is go down there and get them. My first tight end is, now it's Slim Pickens, don't forget. And I've already talked about this guy 
And that's Albert O. Waggle Waggle Way. Albert O, baby. I can't say it. So he's Albert O. Oguebanon. Uh, ooh, got him. Uh, tight end 11 on the week. Um, I've been saying it. This guy is someone to watch. Uh, Russell Wilson didn't throw the ball to any wide receivers almost the entire first half of the game. Tight ends and running backs only. Just saying, um, when things started getting sticky, he was looking at them tight ends. So that's something to pay attention to, especially when tight ends are kind of hard to come by this year. Um, look for his role to be expanded as Russ starts to figure things out. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, Albert O's man, man. Uh, my tight end waiver wire pickup at the top, and people have been giving so many people crap about this, like saying, don't grab this dude, leave him on the wire. Like, it's not going to carry on. But I don't care what anybody says. Taysom Hill's my dude. <laughs> Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. I mean, this dude, like I like I said, you know, he's a running back that's in a tight end spot. What more could you want from that? I mean, if Duke can get 81 rushing yards in a game and you can put him at your tight end position, I'm doing it all day. Um, now, obviously, he's going to have some weeks where he doesn't show up, but no, half the 90 percent of the tight ends didn't even show up this week. But guess who did? Taysom Hill, baby. And if he keeps having those boom bust touchdown games, I want to start him. I like it. Now it is time for Trade That Dude. Trade That Dude, dude, baby. Potential trade offers that you can do for people in your leagues. Let's talk about trades for a second. You don't want to be that guy in your league that's just trying to throw out these lopsided trades. So every time someone gets a trade offer from you, they don't take it seriously. Just remember that trading is a collaborative effort and, you know, take a look at the person's team, see what their needs are and see if you can help meet them. Don't be that guy. Um, Work collaboratively and, you know, make the trades work for you. That's how it's done. So first off, a guy that um, people are going to be trying to trade away and I've already talked about him a little bit and that's Alan Robinson. People are going to be panicking on Allen Robinson. They're going to be trying to get rid of this guy. Now, look, he was on the field for 76% of the snaps. Just because Stafford wasn't looking his way doesn't mean he wasn't there to catch balls. Um, McVay said he wanted to get him more involved, um, and he he knows that that was a, a mistake. So I think that people are going to be panicking on Allen Robinson, and you can get him for a steal right now. If you can get A-Rob in a trade, I say to you, sir, do it. No doubt. Yeah, I'm going after Allen Robinson in all my leagues, um, especially for the people that were iffy on him going into the draft. And were like, you know what? I'll take a shot here. And then he doesn't produce like that, especially if they had him last year. Those people probably dropped them after week one. Uh, So go out and get Allen Robinson, and you won't have to overpay for him. Absolutely. Another guy I'm looking to trade for this week is Mike Williams. I mean, dude had a rough start in week one. Uh, Keaton Allen's hurt now, so Mike Williams should be able to get more work. And no one ever expected Mike Williams to be consistent. I mean, he's a volatile player. But when he does go off, he goes crazy. So go out and get you some Mike Williams because dude's going to have better weeks. And this, I would even go as far to say this will be his work, worst week of the year. Mm. 
I tell you what, I have never been a Mike Williams guy. I've had him before and I've watched him work and it's always up, down, up, down, 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 up. And like you said, when things are good for him, they're great, but it's just, he's not consistent and fantasy football is about consistency. Now, somebody that you can trade away, you got him on your team, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um, Hey, he looked great, okay? But will it last? He finishes the RB6 on the week, which means people are looking at him. People are like, oh, man, I wish I would have got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Because he was on there late. He was stayed on there late to get somebody who got him late. They're pretty excited that they got this dude. But listen, Mahomes and the offense killed it this game. Hilaire only got 10 touches. Yeah, he turned him into something big, um, but it almost looks to me like a three-way split in the backfield, and that scares the hell out of me. Uh, maybe you can get some A.J. Dillon action. I mean, maybe even James Conner. I-, I don't know. Like I said earlier, though, make it fair. I just think that uh, his production is not going to stay up. It's going to go down. Uh, trade Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and things will get better for you. Yeah, I'm 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 trying to trade uh, Clyde Edwards. I actually have him in the league, and uh, it's just I I I think that he's still going to do better than people expect, but I don't think he's going to do much better than what he did this week or reproduce that this year. Um, couple more guys I'm trying to go after, um, which are going to be really hard to go after, but they had such rough week ones. Maybe you can get the person to trade them, and those are your guys like Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. Um, I mean, you know, Christian McCaffrey had back-to-back injuries and now he's had a rough week one start. Maybe that guy's sitting there pulling his hair like, why did I take CMC with the first overall pick? And you give him somebody like a, I don't know, a DeAndre Swift. I would do that trade um, because I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have, you know, the upside for him is insane. Um, And he just had a rough start. You know what I mean? He's getting things together. He's getting back in the groove of it. He's been out for a minute. But let dude take off, and he'll show you that he's a monster on your team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Especially in PPR formats. I like that. I like that. Uh, Just throwing it out there. Maybe give an Aaron Jones for one of them, possibly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks good, and I like it. Um, Go ahead. Um, Lastly, the last guy I have uh, that I'm looking to trade for, um, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, uh, dude had a rough start last year in week one. Uh, you know, they lost to the Saints. He had a rough look and then went crazy the rest of the year, you know, got MVP. Um, so for that potential, it's worth th- throwing a shot out there. You know, if you if you have somebody like, uh, you know, if you have like a Derek Carr or something like that, throw him out there for Aaron Rodgers and see what happens. Because at the end of the year, Aaron Rodgers probably has more fantasy points. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. I like that. Let's move on to the gag bag. <laughs> yeah, so the gag bag are people that we're just done with for the entire year. I'm not messing around with them. I'm not I'm not even going to pretend to be friends with them. Like I'm done. I'm not putting them on my starting roster. I'm not putting them on my team. Dropping them like it's hot. I mean, it's hard to tell at this point who is someone you can drop. We've only got one week down, but there are a few that we think are uh, you could get rid of and be okay. Um, first off, James Cook. Um, drop him in the gag bag. James Cook done for fumbles on his first carry ever. Um, 
can the Bills trust him now? Or are they going to always worry about that? Is he every time he touched the ball? Am I going to worry he's going to fumble? It's it's things like that that really scare me about James Cook. I mean, I was very high on him coming in, but um, I just think between Singletary and Moss, uh, they were happy with the averageness that they got mm-hmm. out of those guys, and I think they think that they can win using them. Yeah, I mean that, that makes sense to me. I I would hate letting a rookie go that quick, but uh, I mean it looked bad for him. Uh, my gag bag player is got to be Cam Akers. I mean, dude's just, I mean, he's, he's got the Achilles. He's yet to show that he can come back from it. Um, three rushes for zero yards. I mean, he's just not what Sean McVay is looking for and I'm done with him. (laughs) All right. And my next member that you can throw into the gag bag Marquez Valdez Scantlin. I cannot believe that I let him convince me that maybe there's something there because I cannot tell you how many times I've picked him up off of the wire and, you know, he did nothing for me. And yeah, okay, he's got Patrick Mahomes throwing to him, right? That's what everybody's saying. He had Aaron Rodgers throwing to him and he was this way. So Patrick Mahomes throws for five touchdowns in a game and MVS only gets four catches for 44 yards. Nope. I'm good. Drop. (laughs) Yeah. uh, One more guy that I'd go ahead and throw in the gag bag. Um, I'm just done. Uh, It's Dak Prescott. I mean, the dude's already hurt um, for several weeks and I don't expect him to come back and be any better than he has been. I mean, he is a has been. Um, yeah, I, I don't want any more. I don't want any piece of Dak Prescott. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't want Dak on my team either. I'm worried he's going to, you know, he's, he's inconsistent. He, uh, you know, he, he's always getting hurt. I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. All right, let's move on to Thursday night football. We've got a barn burner here on Thursday night football. We have got the Chargers versus the Chiefs. Yeah, the uh, over-under for this game is 54 points. Um, The spread is the Chiefs winning by three. Um, I'll take that. I'll take the Chiefs winning by three, and I'll take the over as well. You know, the Chiefs are coming off a hot hand, a hot game, five touchdowns. I think the Chargers are going to have a better game this this week, but I still think the Chiefs are going to end up taking it. Yeah, I got the Chiefs taking the W also. Uh, they look good last week. It's hard to, to, to say, but it's going to be a great matchup. Mahomes versus Herbert. I can't wait to see it. Let's go on with my Chargers starts. In the star column, I've got, obviously, Justin Herbert. You're starting Austin Eckler. I'm starting Mike Williams only because Keenan Allen will not be there. Um, I'm starting DeAndre Carter. It looked like Herbert liked that guy a lot. Um, Gerald Everett, the tight end, he got a touchdown. Uh, Tight ends are hard to come by. I'm going to go ahead and throw him in for a start on that game. My sits, I've got Jalen Guyton. Joshua Kelly, Sony Michelle, I'm sitting him. Isaiah Spiller, number four on the depth chart, I'm sitting this guy. And then Joshua Palmer, who I still say to keep your eye on, I think he's going to be good as time progresses. 
Yeah, the only thing I would say to that is that with Keenan Allen being out, maybe Palmer's flex-worthy. Um, who knows? But um, probably on the safe side to go ahead and sit him this week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so for the Chiefs starts, I have Patty Mahomes, of course. Um, I got Juju. I got Travis Kelsey. I got Clyde Edwards hilarious. I got Miko Hardman even as a start. I mean, but I do have some sits, and those are Sky Moore, sitting him, uh, Jarek McKinnon, sitting him, Isaiah Pacheco, sitting him, and MVS. He's in the gag bag. (laughs) Yes, sir. The only difference I would say is switch McColl and Sky Moore. I like Sky Moore to get some more work in this game. That was Thursday night football. Starts and sits. Guys, that has been our show. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate every single one of you. Uh, guys, don't forget, if you have a question or comment about the show, you can email us at fourthinflex at gmail.com. Always an email to be answered here. Uh, thank you guys so much. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to check out Manscaped. Come back and see us because uh, things are getting lit. Yes, sir. Hello, puppet. (laughs) Pirates. Hey, guys. What are we doing with the injury report? I was I was trying to practice it earlier and I started sounding like Korg from Avengers. You did when you were, did it on the first time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey, where are we going, guys? <laughs> cool, okay. You've been listening to the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. And here we go, here we go! If you love anything and everything pro football, then you've found your new home. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, questions and comments at fourthandflex at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at fourthandflex and on Twitter at fourthandflexpod. See you next time on the Fourth and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast.